It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Dallas Cowboys win their third straight game with Cooper Rush at quarterback. How did it happen? All that more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. And today's episode is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize pick projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. First time users could receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That is prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. Landon, uh, we've got a, uh, a fun little game to talk about today. How are you doing, I'm doing well. Obviously, Cowboys win big uh, 25 to 10 against Washington, which is exciting. Uh, you know, we got a lot of angles to cover, uh, but uh, I'm excited to be chatting on a Sunday afternoon. After a more after a, for a for a West Coaster a yeah. morning a morning victory uh, which is which is nice you get the, get the rest of the day to enjoy it yeah so uh, let, we're gonna break down this game from every angle today and throughout the week but let's ten thousand foot view yeah. how important of a win was this for the Cowboys I mean it's enormous I mean you go in, you go in three and one you're you're keeping pace with the Eagles who are four and zero oh, um, you know and, and I think you play them in two weeks mm-hmm. you're still very much in striking distance of, of not only you know staying at pace for a playoff spot, but but you know still within striking distance uh, at the quarter pole uh, of of the NFC East uh, title without your starting quarterback for the last three games, you really can't ask for for anything better than that. Frankly, I think we would have been thrilled with a three and one record if Dak was here. So uh, you know you have to be really thrilled with the way that this team has played and and, and kind of persevered through what was a very rough start to the yeah. season, and it's really kind of they found a way to even things out a little bit. I mean, I, this seems obvious, but other than Philadelphia, no other team in the NFL has a better record than the Cowboys right now. And that's kind of important going through the first month of the season. We've been talking about this for a while, Landon, right? Like first month of the year, you just want to be two and two, two or better, right? You get yeah. to the first month, and, you know, things kind of start to even out. Being three and one with two of those games being against playoff teams from last year, Pretty good start. Yeah, and you know the best part too is you go into the 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 most difficult part of your schedule coming up these next few weeks, uh, and and you know if you can come out of that, like I mean, what this win this week allows you to do is if you can figure out a way to get one and one in the next two games. I mean, you're really sitting pretty for for the rest of the season. Once you know, and I think hopefully you start talking about when Dak comes back within the next yep. two to three weeks. Uh, you could really be in a good spot kind of getting into the last half of the season. All right, let's talk about Cooper Rush, who won his fourth career start on Sunday. I mean, it, he wasn't fantastic. He had a couple plays that I'm sure he wishes he could have had back. 
but for a backup quarterback, he was everything you could have ha- hoped for and more. Yeah, I mean, he's just incredibly consistent. You know, it doesn't really matter what defense he's facing or what the situation is, if he's on the road, if he's got his, you know, a, a number one receiver, his number two receiver or not. It just feels like he's going to produce at, at a reliable level. Um, and, and I think it really showed that, that you know, getting, getting guys like Gallup back mm-hmm. uh, really kind of helped uh, I think open the offense up a little bit more for him. Um, you know, the, the, the yardage numbers aren't, aren't eye opening, but I mean, he, I think they averaged 7.8 yards per attempt, which is, you know, which more is than five. Great. Yeah. For a, for a backup quarterback. So um, yeah. And then I think, you know, they were able to kind of maintain a balanced game plan, which again, plays to his skill set a lot. And, and he just does what he does. He, 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 he drives the bus and then he makes a play or two uh, when you need him to. And, and, and and it really just it, it it allows the rest of his team around him to kind of carry the rest of the load. And and you know I, I think it'd be one thing if he was just in there kind of doing you know making handoffs and making sure that the the run plays were correct and and co- completing eight or nine yard passes when he needs to. You know he's getting chunk plays and he they're they're, they're making plays when he's on the field and mm-hmm. that's that's really incredibly impressive for a backup quarterback nowadays. I, I feel like. Yeah, and I mean, you can see that the trust in Cooper Rush is starting to grow for Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy, right? They're starting to open up the offense more. You saw the the Cowboys take multiple shots down the field. I mean, how many deep balls did they throw to Michael Gallup that ended up resulting in a penalty or taking chances down the field with CeeDee Lamb? Like, now that they're able to start doing that kind of stuff, I mean, <laughs> I, I hate to say this going into the week five, but I mean – you kind of feel like they're it's going to give them a chance against a team like the Rams next week in Los Angeles. Yeah, I mean, it absolutely – look, I mean, if you can play strong defense and you've got a run game that uh, – look, it didn't it didn't work the way they wanted it to today, but, it, but they forced Washington to respect it, and the forcing yeah. Washington to respect it made them uh, – open things up for them to take shots down the field. And the fact that they're able to – you know, with a backup quarterback – take play action shots down the field and consistently have them be a, a, a positive outcome, whether it's through penalty or through big yardage. I, I think that, that that's a, that's a very dangerous combination, you know, for any team to face. I think if you've got a team that, you know, can force the other team to respect the run, whether it doesn't matter about the yardage, it just matters about how they're having to adjust their defense to respect mm-hmm. it. Uh, then you, it, it can open opportunities down the field. But the, the key thing is that you have to take advantage of those yes. opportunities. If you can't take advantage of those opportunities, it doesn't mean anything. But that, that's what you're seeing is that the Cowboys are taking those chunk plays. They're, they're you know running the, the, the deep, long developing routes down the field and then getting it to their playmakers. And, and that's the kind of thing that they're going to need to do if they're going to you know beat the former Super Bowl champions in the, the current Super Bowl champions in their place with the backup quarterback, you got to play, you know, complimentary football like that. All right. We're going to talk about the big story of this game, Lana. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about prize picks. If you haven't heard of prize pick before, if you haven't tried it, it's absolutely fun. It's, it's incredible. I, I absolutely love playing it. Uh, how does it work? All you have to do is pick two to five players. And if they score more or less in the prize per, per prize pick projection, you win and you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize Picks offers projections on just about any sport that you watch. This includes the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, 
WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. And they are currently operational in 30 states and Canada. All you have to do is download the Prize Pick app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up to play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, they'll give you $100. If you deposit $50, they'll give you $50. It's, it's just that easy. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, Landon, let's talk about the Cowboys defense in this one. Early in this game, they were getting a little bit gassed on the ground, 142 rushing yards altogether. But it's that pass defense that's absolutely incredible. Washington averaged 3.5 yards per drop back in this game, which is absolutely incredible. What a, what a performance by the Cowboys defense. Yeah, absolutely. And and look, I mean, I think, you know, the the they had some issues with, you know, keeping contain on outside runs, um, you know, specifically, obviously, running away from Demarcus Lawrence and, and to the, some of the guys, the pass rusher side of the defensive line. Uh, and then, you know, so they were hooking the 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 uh, corners on that side, too. So they were able to get outside and gash us a couple of 20 plus yard runs. I mean, maybe three, I think. If mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the count is off the top of my head, but couple, it was a couple long ones. Yeah, I mean, sixty plus yards of of big big plays uh, combined. Uh, I, I would say that you know they figured they I, they they made some kind of adjustment in the second half or something to to kind of counteract that a lot, and I think that really helped things in the second half. And and outside of those gashes, the Washington Commanders' offense was absolutely anemic. Like they just mm-hmm. could not do anything. They could they certainly couldn't protect Carson Wentz, and the play calling you know indicated that as well as the you know results. You know, they, they they didn't want to take any risk with him. They only had two sacks, though. But you could feel that Washington was worried about the pass rush. Absolutely, yeah. And and he, on all those two sacks, they were huge too. One was a you know a huge loss, and the other one, uh, Wentz lost the football and 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 almost you know lost it, uh, uh, you know almost turned it over. Uh, so I think that you know we saw exactly what we thought that the gravity of the Cowboys' defense would be a huge effect. On the Washington, on the, I'm sorry, on the, on the Cowboys' defense would be mm-hmm. a huge effect on the Washington ability to move the ball or just get anything going consistently. Um, and and you know the, the fear I had was that the playmakers on the outside would be able to make a couple of huge plays. And I think you know it's incredible what uh, uh, Trayvon Diggs in this game did. I mean, he he just played. We talked about it like you know this is scary. Terry is not so scary for Trayvon Diggs for the last few these last few matchups and and. He's really done a great job of, of limiting his ability to, uh, you know, get passes, get open, and that's kind of how they've been running their pass offense. Uh, you know, they were able to get a couple passes down to Curtis Samuel and some of these guys. You know, they got behind. Uh, you know, they got obviously the touchdown pass on Anthony Brown, and then another uh, turkey hole shot and cover two or uh, here or there. 
But for the most part, like, the, you know, Carson Wentz was basically running for his life every time he dropped back to pass because of the pass rush. There, he was looking around. There wasn't a lot of options for him. Uh, and then when they were, you know, dumping the passes down, like we talked about, right? We talked about how there was going to be a lot of dump downs and the Cowboys had to rally mm-hmm. to tackle guys like Donovan Wilson and mm-hmm. Malik Hooker and, and Israel Mukamu just were, were there everywhere and just making the tackle before anyone can pick up any extra yards. And it just, it left with Washington few options. Uh, especially in the second half of, of, of like reliable plays that they could use to move the football. All right. Let's talk about Trevon Diggs because that might have been his best game of his life. Uh, he's had games where he's had multiple interceptions. He's had games where he's had pick sixes. I think that was the best complete game he had. Uh, these are some early PFF stats that could very well change uh, when you get a little bit more charting data, but here we go. Are you ready? Five targets uh, for Trevon Diggs, all against Terry McLaurin. He allowed one catch for six yards. He had three uh, pass deflections. Um, the A dot that the Washington had against him was 22, which means they're throwing the ball down the field, had an interception. Carson Wentz passer rating when targeting Trevon Diggs, 0.0. I, I, unbelievable performance by him. Yeah, we talked about it last week when he had that huge tackle um, to kind of seal the game, and he and he and he sort of did something similar twice this week, right? Where he had two different pass deflections at two different times that seemingly got them off the field when they absolutely needed to have it, and then obviously the interception near the end of the half, uh, just an incredible performance by him, um, and, and really, you know, just uh, uh, and and we. we I would be remiss. I mean, obviously Brown kind of had an up and down day, but Deron Bland's interception, which he had later on in the game, was a huge one. Was a great play by the rookie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard not to be incredibly impressed with with the whole secondary. The whole secondary. I, I would actually say I, I don't, I'm not sure the pass rush had their best game today. Like, I think Micah Parsons maybe had one pressure. Like, I've seen their pass rush be more effective than what they were. This is the best game I've seen their secondary play in a long time. They're, they did not give the pass rush a lot of opportunity. They were trying to get the ball out quickly. and But when they did, you know, there was definitely times when I thought that the pass rush should have gotten there, including that Anthony Brown hole, the turkey hole shot that, yep. that, you know, I think that big second pick reception. I kind of put that more on the pass rush. They needed to get there. They gave they gave Carson yep. way too much time for that play to develop. I, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was three, just going to say, that I, I think the defensive tackles also are something we have to talk about yeah. next after this because they played absolutely outstanding. The Cowboys defensive backs allowed three receptions over seven yards in this game. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I should say three receptions. And here, here were those receptions. There was a 31 yard uh, bomb to the Jahan Dotson. It was just a great play. They had a 15 yard pass to Curtis Samuel an 11 yard pass to Antonio Gibson. That was it. Like that's, that's all the chunk plays. If you even can call an 11 yard completion, a chunk play by Washington. That's how good Dallas' secondary was here in week four. The, the three safeties that played in the game, McClamu, Dono, and, and Cooker, combined, and I tweeted this out earlier, combined for 23 total tackles, a tackle for a loss of two QB hits. I mean, yeah. that's like this is a team that, that had perpetual safety problems for a decade, right? And now we've got like four solid safeties. And then I, I would say the same thing with the defensive tackle, right? The defensive mm-hmm. tackle is another position where – 
you felt like we just never were going to have good defensive tackles on this team. Suddenly we're rotating like four deep, like Gallimore showing up today, getting a sack, playing good football. Hill, yep. Hill having a much better day again today. Obviously Os- Oso Digazua is still continuing to play very good football this year. Gallimore, I mean, uh, 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 Golson, you know, uh, coming in as that fourth guy yep. rotating in. The defensive tackle position, the safety position, two much maligned spots on the Cowboys defense for a decade plus, suddenly, you know, paying huge dividends in all the investments the Cowboys put in there and it's finally developing. Donovan Wilson and Malik Hooker played all 74 snaps on defense. Israel Makamu played 28 snaps. I think that unit's going to get even better when J. Ron Curse, I think, is going to play next week against the Rams. You get all three of those guys on the field together. I mean, they they can really really play well in coverage and you see it like in third and five they're just taking the linebackers off the field and it's like okay we're gonna put a six foot four israel makamu out there to cover your running back uh and just take up space in the middle of the field their defense was lights out today that yes they got gashed a little bit in the run but you see why they're okay giving up with chunk run plays because ultimately the run doesn't mean you give up and you're not giving up a lot of points and big plays correct if you can't I mean, it's just like we what we said on the other side of the ball, right? Like, the the if if your effective run game or your run game isn't you know creating gravity, isn't pulling defenders away mm-hmm. from you know the passing passing game, it's not really that effective. And and, right. and the cow and the, the Washington Commanders weren't able to make the Cowboys pay consistently enough in the pass game for that nope. for those run chunks to even matter. All right, let's talk a little bit more about the offense because we really only talked about Cooper Rush. Uh, but before we do that, I want to tell you about Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of, of uh, life's greatest joy. And it's, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. Like, Built Bars are phenomenal. I have one Absolutely. every single day. They have a new flavor out that's, I mean, my current favorite cookie dough chunk puffs. They have a light, chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, They are covered in 100% real chocolate, all the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's healthy for you. They have only 116 calories and a whopping 15 grams of protein. Uh, Again, covered in 100% real chocolate. You're going to absolutely love them. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON15 to try out the new cookie dough chunk puff. It's a fantastic for a snack. You're taking it to the golf course or on a walk. You're going to love it. Locked on 15 for 15% off your next order. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. According to a recent indeed survey and listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs, more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast, indeed.com slash podcast terms and conditions apply need to hire. You need indeed. Let's talk about the offense, Landon. Um, I want to talk about C.D. Lamb. Uh, he had a yeah. rough start in week one against Tampa Bay. Just didn't have any, you know, they were doubling him, didn't have a lot of success. Last three games, he's played really well. Uh, this game, six receptions for 97 yards and a touchdown on only eight targets. Yeah. Whenever the Cowboys needed a big play, he was there to make it. Yeah, and the efficiency is what's what's really great there, right? You needed him to start just being more efficient because – He's worth feeding targets to, and and I, you know, obviously keep feeding him the targets even at an inefficient rate. But 
I think that you needed to see him have one of these kind of games, uh, especially this week or, or just another week where you've got your backup quarterback in because, uh, you know, look, Gallup's coming back and we'll talk about him in a second, but Noah Brown is, is, has played fantastic. You needed your number one wide receiver to start yes. playing like a number one wide receiver just to kind of draw the attention away from those other guys to make their jobs easier. He, he made statements early in the game with, which did that. And, and then throughout the game, uh, just really great job of of getting open, of converting targets, and and then making huge plays. That that Dino concept that they had for the big mm-hmm. touchdown, you know, near the end of the game was just such a great route where he he got his feet outside, got his corner turned all the way, ready to, to uh, cover the corner route, then just came back in on on the uh, on the post and, and it was an easy touchdown. So fantastic job by him, and and I think. Some other, you know, he was not the only one who had a fantastic game in the wide receiver core at all. Yeah, let, let's talk about Michael Gallup. His first game back uh, since the injury. It's only been nine months since he suffered that injury. You look at the box score: two for twenty-four and a touchdown. You think he had a, a fine game back? He made a lot more plays than just that. Two big defensive pass interferences that he drew to kind of change field position. But the touchdown play is exactly why he's a great fit in this offense and with CD Lamb. He just has such a good feel on broken plays, kind of how to get open, how to be at the right spot at the right time. Uh, I imagine as he gets healthier, as he plays more, the Cowboys are going to up his snaps. But I thought he was pretty impressive in his first game back. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, like you said, the, he, he drew two pass interference penalties. And I want to be clear, like, he earned those. Like yeah. he, 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 he made them fear for their lives. He was going to get open and beat. I mean, on one of those, it was going to be a touchdown if, yep. if they hadn't yep. tackled him. Uh, so I, I, yeah, I mean, I think he came back and looked fantastic, you know, being the same kind of player. He didn't look like, you know, the shell of himself that you worry about or anything. He looked like Michael Gallup for the most part. Um, and, and just, you know, him being on the field opens things up underneath. It stretches, it vertically stretches the offense, uh, the defense, because you have to respect his ability to get down the field. Uh, you know, two catches, 29 yards, that's great. The 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 penalties were enormous and, and like I said, earned. Uh, and I think that, you know, w- w- when we go back and watch the tape as well, I guarantee you that we're going to see that he opened things up for other other people to kind of get some good passes too. I, I honestly think back to that one uh, dump-off pass to uh, Zeke where he got like 30 yards, right? Mm-hmm. It's because all the defenders were all the way down the field, right? And so I think that it's things like that where Gallup is is taking is part of a, a team now that is taking coverage, you know, further and further down the field, and it really opens things up for the guys who catch your dump-off passes, which, you know, you're not trying to dump it off uh, uh, all the time, but you would love to see that opportunity for these guys to dump the pass off and turn around and get five and six yards instead of just turning around and getting hit by a defender who's, you know, playing the game shallow because they're not afraid of any of our deep threats. Yeah. I'll have to double check, but I'm pretty sure he had over 50 yards and penalties in this game in terms of like penalties drawn. And that's huge when you're playing with a backup quarterback, because it is hard to create chunk plays. Um, But we should mention that somebody who did create some chunk plays to the Cowboys offense Noah Brown. I mean, every week it seems like he's having one of those big 45-yard receptions that flips the field and puts the Cowboys in the red zone. Seems like going forward you're going to see a lot of Noah Brown, Michael Gallup, and CeeDee Lamb as the Cowboys' top three receivers. Not in that order, I don't think. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but, yeah, no, I don't think so. I, you know, I think 
look, one of the things that's been disappointing so far is Tolbert hasn't developed the way we wanted to so far, at least in, in the sense that he hasn't been able to get on the field without his, his receiver play hasn't been good enough to kind of get him on the game day roster if he isn't going to play special teams. Well, and right? that's the thing, right? He almost, he almost has to be one of their top three receivers yeah. in order to get a helmet because, you know, guys four, five, and six all play special teams. Simi Fahoku is just um, a much more polished blocker and plays special teams. Kevante Turpin is playing special teams, and the Cowboys are only keeping five receivers active right now. And so the, the good thing, that, I mean, the, that's kind of helped with that is that Noah Brown, a guy that you didn't necessarily expect to be a producer at the wide receiver position, has been a, a major contributor as a receiver in, in a in a very positive way. So, um, you know, some of the reliance on some of the younger youth of this team has served them a little bit. They still need Tolbert to come on. They yes. still need that 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 additional element, I, and I think he will. And I, I think that once he does, suddenly you're sitting on a very good wide receiver core, and uh, and 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 now you you've really got something. Yeah. So. Um, I think that you know when you factor in guys like what they've developed with Ferguson, what they've developed with Hendershot, who, who you know they didn't do much today, uh, but it just shows you they've got a wide variety of guys that they can deploy on the field that they can rely on to kind of produce at different yep. points. And, and you know, I think today some of these downrusher wide receivers really show themselves, even though the numbers may not be huge like CDs are. Gallup and, and Noah Brown had a major impact on this game. Uh, if we're, if there's one thing to nitpick at a little bit in this game is the Cowboys running game. Uh, no runs over 10 yards in this game. The two running backs combined for 27 carries or 53 rushing yards. We knew it was going to be tough with Jonathan Allen, De'Ron Payne. Those guys are just awesome in the middle of Washington's defense. But Cowboys offensive line, especially the interior offensive line, didn't play particularly well against those uh, players. Yeah. They definitely committed to stopping the run. There's, there's no doubt about it. They put resources to it, and then on, on top of that, you know, Martin Zach got hurt. You know, at a certain point in the game, Connor McGovern coming back, and, and we're hearing at different points that maybe he came back a little bit earlier than he should have. Like he because he uh, said that he wanted yeah. to, and he yeah. didn't look like he was all the way back. So, they, you know, I think they really leaned on Peters a little bit more than they necessarily wanted to. So. um yeah, I, I I would say for sure, and I think Biotis had his worst game so far, just in in general. But again, like you said, you've got those two guys inside who are were, were basically the best players for Washington, um, and they played like it, and 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 so they're going to have an effect on the game, and they did. Uh, but it cost them, you know. It, it 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 the focus on trying to stop Zeke and Pollard and trying yep. to just not allow them to get going. Uh, it, it took their uh, focus away from the back end of the field, and, and that's where the Cowboys were able to make hay. And listen, I don't, I don't disagree with that strategy. You got a backup quarterback. I think that's probably the thing that you're going to rely on to make a mistake more than uh, Pollard and Zeke if you give them opportunities in light boxes. But at the same time, you know, if a passing get, attack can get going, that's always going to be more dangerous than a uh, than a solid running game. And 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 I think Washington kind of proved that tonight. If you remember last year, the Cowboys opened week one with a loss against Tampa Bay, <laughs> and then they rattled off a bunch of wins. I think it was what, six straight wins. Uh, they that went all, right. all of the month of October without losing a game. Um, I don't know if we're on the similar path, but week one loss against Tampa Bay, three straight wins. Um, feels good. It feels good to get through the first month of the season, three and one. Uh, and on top of that, you've had some injuries that you've dealt with. 
seems like some of these guys are inching their way coming back. You know, Dalton Schultz played a bunch today. Connor McGovern was back. J. Ron Curse is expected to come back next week. Dak Prescott will be back at some point, it seems like, in October. Things are looking up for the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like like I said before, if if I had told you just the results of, of where the, the win-loss record, where the Cowboys were, and I, and I didn't tell you that Dak Prescott was injured – you would have taken all day. I, I would. You would take it all day. And so, if the Cowboys can continue to congeal as a team and grow, the youth part of this team grow as as the way they have. I mean, frankly, across the board, there isn't a young player on this team that hasn't shown you something. I think, mm-hmm. except for maybe, like I said, Tolbert. But I think outside of that, like some of these, all these guys have shown you something. They're continuing to grow. You get Dak back. That improves your third down, your red zone efficiency. I think. You suddenly have a very, very balanced, very good team yep. that you could be playing and you could be having in, in the you know g- going into the late part of October, early November, right when you need to start getting good. All right, we're gonna break all this game down all week long. We're gonna have our all twenty-two review early in the week. We're gonna have some questions, I believe, on Wednesday crossover show uh, on Thursday, and of course on Friday, Lane and I are gonna break it all down. Uh, so make sure you are downloading the Lockdown Cowboys podcast wherever you get the podcast. I'd like to thank you for making Lockdown Cowboys your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I am at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy your victory Monday. We'll see you guys next time. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.